This is Pastor Angela, and I just wanted to drop in and welcome you to Relate's podcast. I know that you're going to be filled with faith and encouraged for your week. We love you, and we're praying for you. I want to greet all of our uh, guests. If you're brand new to Relate, I want to say welcome. We are really thrilled that you're here. Uh, two years ago when we started here, I felt like uh, my expectations were were blown way out. Like, God, this is what you wanted to do. I was so so surprised that people were showing up everywhere. In fact, the thing that pushed us to go to the theater, we were in uh, my house and we had a Christmas party with all the people we had met for a couple months and 175 people showed up to my house. And I was like, okay, we're done. Let's go find another room somewhere. Let's go rent a space because our house is not going to survive too much more of this. And so we, we have really just been uh, blown away by so many of you guys jumping on board over the last two years and going all in with God. We say all in with God and it's like a, it's like, it becomes like this thing that we just say, but I promise you it's more than a cliche. It's more than a thing that we say because it sounds good. It's something happens when you give 100% to God and you just say, okay, God, I'm not going to hold back anything. He begins to do something. He begins to, uh, that's where the miracles come in. That's where you're like, turn around in two, three, four, five, six months and like, is this my life? Is this the life I get to live? And uh, I, I want you to know this, that God has a purpose. God has a plan for your life. God has, you might never have thought about this, God has hopes and dreams for your life. And I, our strategy at Relate and our, our whole design of what we do on Sunday mornings and small groups, and it's all built around how do we help you take those steps? How do, you, how do, how do we help each other get to where God wants us to be. One of the biggest thrills of my life is seeing you take steps of faith and saying, okay, God, this makes me nervous, but I'm going to try it anyway. That's amazing because you see that God shows up right there in that moment. And so our, our plan for you, and we do have a plan for you, we have, we have a hope for you that you would take that spiritual journey and the first stop on that spiritual journey, if you've never done it before, is to know God. It's it's truly that God, the creator of the universe, the one that made us, he wants you to know him. and He wants to know you. And so if, if you've never made that, uh, every, every Sunday at the end of this service, well, every, every service we have a prayer where we commit ourselves, where we surrender to God and say, okay, God, here I am. That, that's the first step where, where he can actually come in, get to know us, because knowing God isn't a religion, it's, it's a it's a decision that leads to a relationship. It's where we can uh, spend time, do life with God, do life with other believers, and walk out that spiritual journey that He has destined for us. The next part is that the next step is that we all have issues, right? We all have a past. We all have things that we've gone through, hurts, habits, hangups, things that we kind of picked up along the way that uh, we're trying to carry into the future. And God wants us to be set free from the past. He wants us to be able to settle our yesterday so that we can face tomorrow and step into the future. So that's, that's our hope for you is that you'll first off know God, that you'll be able to, number two, find freedom. And then after that, that you'll be able to discover your purpose. I think that most people go through life not even realizing that God made, with, God made them with a purpose. God made you with a purpose. He made you like a tool that's made for a specific job. God didn't just see you were born and say, oh, I guess I'll give him a job. And, oh, I guess I'll give him a job. No, he made us, formed us. We're his workmanship with a purpose in mind. 
And so discovering what that is, if you go through your whole life not knowing what that thing is, of course we live lives that are unfulfilled. And of course we live lives that are feel aimless and, and, and isolated and, and lonely. And like, why am I doing this? And what's the point? But once you know what that purpose is, once you've discovered that God-given, God-made purpose, then you can, you can start to live in it. And the fourth one is just that. Once you know what that purpose is, to start doing something about it. Start living in it. And I can promise you this. I, I, I tell this story a lot. I try to describe this because it's so different than a lot of other places. We don't have a list. This might be a shock to some of you. We don't have a list of like jobs that we need people to do. And so when, when we send people down to growth track, it's not a recruiting program that gets you to sign. And well, I guess I, we'll, we'll sign you up for this and sign you up for this and check off some boxes. And it's not that. Really, growth track is about you. Let's discover what you were made for. That's why the personality, spiritual gifting test, all that, putting your passions together. Because we want to know what that thing is that I was made for, that you were made for, and figure out how we can get behind you and help you do that thing. Whether it's in this building or not. Maybe it's not in this building. Maybe it's somewhere halfway around the world. I still want to get behind you. And, and how can I help? How can this church help? How can we help each other? Because that's what we're here for. So with that in mind, I want us to jump into a brand new series that we're starting the year with called It's Time, because I believe that this is the time. This is, uh, this is the time and the place that God has ready for us. And I want to kind of start with a story um, that will explain the message at the top of your uh, notes there that hopefully you got your notes on the way in. The light is green. So it, I talk about this all the time. I feel like I tell on myself. I feel like I, I talk about how I drive. So I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm not going to talk tell on myself and confess my sins of how bad of a driver I am. But I will confess someone else's sins. No. So as many of you guys know, my daughter has been learning to drive. She's really good at driving now. She she is uh, very receptive. So I drive in the passenger seat, and she drives. She's had her her permit for months now. And when she first started. Uh, we're sitting at a stoplight and the light turned green, but the guy in front of us didn't move. I could tell he was kind of on his phone. His head was down and I'm, we're not going to go into that because that might, might have been you. I don't know. And so she says, what do I do? I said, well, just give him a little honk. And so what does she do? She honks because she does everything I tell her to. And so she honks, but she doesn't just like beep, beep, honk and let him know I'm here. Light screen. She goes honk, honk, honk. I was like, "Whoa, stop, stop!" Just three honk, three big honks is enough. And they, it took them a little while to move. <laughs> so then we had to have a discussion about quantity and quality of honking and what actually <laughs> is an adequate amount of honk for a red light or for a green light, and letting someone not creating an even bigger problem. So we that was definitely a learning experience and. So she's not like me. She's still, she, she doesn't like the honk. I like the honk. So if, you, if I get behind you, I just let them know. Boom, boom, bonk, bonk. <laughs> Whatever it takes, I'm honking. And uh, I think kind of that, that, that's really what this message come, comes from, that a lot of us are in life and we're like, we're kind of stalled out or kind of waiting and waiting or we got distracted with our phone maybe or we're looking out the window because there was a squirrel that went by or who knows what. but. I'm telling you that this morning's message is less of a light, less of the light is green and more of just like, beep, beep, pay attention, the light's green, let's go. And so 
that's, I think, too, what God, what God does to us sometimes. He says, hey, wake up. What's going on? What, what are you doing? And so I want to show you that in a couple of scriptures as we get started. Luke chapter 9, verse 57, Jesus is on the road with some of the disciples, and someone asked if he could go along. Like, can I go with you guys? And he says, I'll go with you wherever, he said. So Jesus was really uh, curt. Jesus was curt. This is actually the message, uh, the message paraphrase. It's not a translation. It's a paraphrase of the Bible. But I think it gets right to the point that this person says, hey, I want to go where you're going. And Jesus says, hey, are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best ends, you know. Like basically, are you actually ready to go or are you just saying that you're ready to go? Because a lot of us say, hey, Jesus, I'm all in. But when it comes time and the light turns green, we're, just, we're still sitting wondering, mm, what am I doing? So Jesus said to another, it actually goes on to another, follow me, he said. And then the response was certainly, but first excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. And Jesus refused. Like, no, that, that's not it. He says, first things first, your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Like God's kingdom is ready to move. The light's green. I'm ready to move, but you're still sitting at the red light. Then another, it goes on and on. This is a regular thing, people coming up, and I think it's regular in the church that we all come and say, okay, God, I'm in. Now what? And we stall out there. And then another said, I'm ready to follow you, Master, but first excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. Jesus said, no procrastination, no backwards looks. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. No backwards looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. And then would you say this with me as I read? Seize the day. Like seize the day. Beep, beep. The time is now. We're ready to go. Some of you are sitting in your chair thinking, okay, I got to get church over with and get on to, I got, you're thinking through what's coming this week. That's natural. We have, we have the weight of life. But I got to tell you that the kingdom of God doesn't wait. God has an agenda. God has hopes and dreams for your life and for my life. And the best thing we can do for this year, we talk about having the best year of our lives. We want to have the best uh, year for our families, the best year in our finances, our careers. But listen. That doesn't happen unless we have our best year spiritually, unless we can get closer to God than we've ever gotten, unless we can get more in tune with what he wants to do than ever before. And so 2020 is about uh, more the best time ever to start fresh, right? How many of you guys ever heard the, the song Old Lang Syne? Okay, so you have heard it. I promise you've heard it. It's like, it's the classic... New Year's song, right? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? <laughs> That's me singing. <laughs> what does that song mean, though? It, it, usually you don't hear the words. Usually you just hear the saxophone playing and here's the new year and it's New Year's Eve and oh, wow, brand new year. But really, the, the old Lang Syne, that means days gone by. I think the, the concept of that song is where I'd like to start today and that there are some things from 2019, like what, do, what am I going to take with me into 2020 from 2019? And what am I going to leave in 2019? 
What am I not going to take with me? And taking that, taking that inventory, sure, it's easy to come up with, oh, what kind of new stuff am I going to have? What kind of new habits am I going to have for the, what, what am I going to work on? But like, I think there's some things, you should just go ahead and set it down and leave it in, 20, in 2019 and just, it's done. It's not helping me. In fact, it's keeping me from where I should be. So I'm going to give you a couple things real quick. Number one, we need to move on from old history. Like some of you are sitting at that light and you're not moving because you, you can't get the old history out of your mind. You can't get what happened out of your mind. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was bankruptcy or something that happened in your health or that cringy moment from 2001 that just, just stayed with you. And so you can't step out into 2020, into this thing, into the best version of you, the, the person that God created in you, because you're still living back in maybe 2010. 20, maybe it's something that just happened. He's saying, let go of that stuff. Beep, beep. Let's go. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. In other words, stop looking back. <laughs> the light's green. I'm doing a new thing. God helps us to take, I, I hope throughout this whole message that I, I'm going to lay out some things. In fact, we're going to talk about the things that need to be left in 2019. Then we're going to talk about some practical steps, some things that you can actually do right now to, to get up and go. But I hope that you can hear this in, in the context that God asks us to do things that are bigger than us. Like the, 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 that purpose that God built into you, you can't do it on your own. It's, not as, it's easy for me to say, hey, go do it. But if, you, if, if you're doing it without God and you're just trying to become that thing, it's impossible. But with God, he does all the hard and heavy lifting. Isaiah 43 goes on to say, now, it's, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? In other words, beep, beep, don't you see the lights green? I'm making a way in the, in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm helping you do it. But you got to just wake up and put your foot on the gas. Take your foot off the brake and let's go. Move on from old habits. That's number two. Move on from old history. Move on from old habits. Sometimes there's things that just, they got us. There's, there's some stuff in your life that has you. Like, you thought you picked up that thing so it could serve you, but now you're serving it. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's uh, something from your, on your phone or your social media, something on the computer, pornography, food. Maybe it's some language that you picked up that you're like, man, I, did, I, I don't want to have that kind of language, but it's just I picked it up and I got to work on that. It's, a, it's got me. It's not even something that we try to do. It's just something that's there, and we can't get rid of it. That's one of the reasons for the 21-day fast and prayer, because there's some things in us that we need God to help us break the, break the hold that it has on us. Isaiah 58 says this, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Like God wants to set us free. God wants for us to live in freedom every day and wake up and pursue his purpose. Sometimes it takes fasting to get those other things out. And here, let me just, as much as I would say, hey, 
Don't be legalistic with fasting. Whatever, whatever you've chosen to do, do your best. And then if you mess up, if you trip and, 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 and get off the fast, then get back on. It doesn't have to be a, a strict legalistic smack your hand if you do wrong thing. But when you actually step into the fast, some of you guys have not decided, well, I'm not going to fast because I don't think I can anyway. Well, that's probably true. As long as we have that mindset, we're not willing to commit and write down. That's why we suggest, listen, if you're going to fast, don't just start day one and think, well, I'll see what happens. Because nothing's going to happen. When you go into it, if, it's gonna, if I'm not going to have sodas for 21 days or carbonated drinks or caffeine or whatever sugar, whatever it is, or if, if you're not going to eat for however long, if you're just going to do water fast or Daniel fast or a partial fast from sundown to sundown, whatever it is, like set that, make a plan, make a strategy, and then stick with it. And if you mess up, go back to it. But make a decision. We hope that everybody participates because corporately we're crying out to God to answer prayers and break chains and bring us closer to him. Number three is to move on from old hurts. And this is probably the one that hurts the most. It's probably the hardest of the three because those pains. The, it, it's almost like we have that thing and we put it in our pocket and then every now and then even we, we get to where we haven't thought about it for a little while we got to get back in there and pull it back out and look at it for a little bit. Relive it and re-feel those emotions and they, we, were hurt, we were hurt so bad. It's an injury that we picked up that we won't let it heal because every time it wants to heal we keep opening that wound back up. 2 Corinthians Chapter 5 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Isn't that what, isn't that what Jesus does? He brings the new. He, he exchanges the old, the hurt, the past, the pain, the history, and gives us a new life. That's why he said, you can be born again. That's why you can have your mind renewed by putting on the mind of Christ. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God. He does it, not us who reconciled, he reconciled us to himself through Christ. So write this down. I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last one. Some of you can't walk into 2020 because you're still rereading 2019. Or you're still rereading 1999. Back in summer of 1999, that thing happened. And you know what? I'm never going to forget it. It's time to forget it. It's time to let it go. Not, not make it better. You, don't, you, you can't fix it. But you can certainly step into tomorrow and let God do a new thing. Let God make a fresh start. So how do we let him work a fresh start? How do we let him renew us? And what does that look like when we go all in? What, what, what does it look like when we go all in with God? Number one, it's time to get closer to God. 21 days of prayer and fasting is I need God. This is not me standing up here preaching at you with my fingers pointed and saying, you need to get closer to God. No, I promise you, I absolutely, more than anybody, I need to get closer to God. I need to spend more time praying, more time in the Word, more time committing myself to becoming that best version of me that He made me. But you need it too. I want to go after God harder than I ever have this year. James 4 Verse 8 says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. 
Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Really, fasting is just saying, look, I know that my, my loyalty is divided between the world and God, but the, the fasting is about telling the world, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not devoted to you. My, loyal, my loyalty is not to you. I'm getting closer to God. I'm pressing into God. I heard someone say, lean into God. Just lean into that, that person that he wants you to do. Because when you do, when you take a step and when you come close to God, he comes close to us. And sometimes we think it's so much work. We think it's so overwhelming that I could never bridge that. We don't have to bridge the gap between us and God. He already did it. We just have to get close. So just lean in. Just take a step, just one step, and then he's coming back toward you too. But that means he opened the door. He made it possible. He turned the light green. But you have to move. You have to take a step. You have to take that first step, and then he's coming back. That's how faith works. So write this down. If I want something I've never had, then I need to do something I've never done. That's not a new idea. But some of you this morning need to do something you've never done. Some of you, 2020 needs to be the time. Well, you've been praying, God, I want something I've never had. God, can you do this in my life? It's time for you to step up and do something you've never done before. And so when we say go all in with God, that's not just about this church or coming to church. But what would that look like for 2020 if your life was more committed to God than you've ever been? What would it look like if you came to church 52 Sundays in a row? Uh-oh. I know it's possible. You know how? I did it last year. <laughs> of course I was up here I had a commitment right <laughs> I still would have been here it's my favorite place to be is with you but I know God can do a work in you what would it look like if you had 52 Sundays that you spent in the house of God taking notes taking how many of you guys have your sermon notes this morning I'm going to ask the ushers to help me would you show me your sermon notes if you have them in your hand and you're just lift it up and wave it a little bit there we go Sermon notes are, are being to some of, I see a cell phone or a tablet up there. That, that, that's even, that is awesome. You can download them. For those of you who don't know, you can actually get the notes on the Uversion Bible app by searching Relate Community Church. We want to give you guys something this morning. This is a little binder, and you can put your notes in it. Oh. <laughs> what if at the end of 2020 you had 52 pages of notes that you could go back and look at the in the margins where you wrote the note that thing that God spoke to you and you could stack up all the notes so we want to go ahead and hand out these binders to you right now and you can put your notes in them at the end of the at the end of the message it's already paid for you don't have to buy it right now we're not selling binders who will take two who will take no, this is not that. You already paid for it with the tithes and the offerings, so you can grab one. Although I did say this is a first service. Don't get a different one every week just so you can have one in your hand. Bring back your same one every week to fill up your notes. I would love to see us getting closer, deepening our relationship with God, getting closer to where he wants us to be spiritually so that we can be physically as well. It starts with the things of the Spirit. It starts digging into the Word. It starts by taking those notes home and rereading them, restudying them. Look up the Scriptures. See what God will speak to you. See what the Holy Spirit will say to you. Spending time in prayer. This church was built out of 21 days of prayer. In 2017, Angela and I were praying, content, totally happy. I, I, th 
this was not the prayer of someone like, God, please rescue me, save me. I need something. Different. Like, I'm, I'm fed up with where I am. This prayer was not that prayer. I was thrilled to just be where I was. God, I'll stay here for 10, 20 years. What do you want me to do? But we started into 21 days of prayer thinking, okay, God, here's my life. It's an open book. I lay it out before you, whatever you want, wherever you want me to be. And I felt like during that 21 days of prayer, he said, beep, beep, I got somewhere for you to go. You're stuck right here. Leave where you're at and let's go start a church. And I was so scared and nervous and thrilled at the same time. I never would have dreamed to do it. But what an incredible journey it has been with you guys and seeing God move in your life and in my life and in so many, so many lives around the city. And so I hope that through this year, I hope every year going into, 20, going into 21 days of prayer that that's what happened. Our, I, that's what happens. Our eyes are open and God's able to speak to us and lead us and say, okay, let's go. Let's do this. I got, God has hopes and dreams for us. I want to be right there. I don't want to wake up someday and think, man, I missed it. No, I want to be right where he wants me. So number two. It's time to get honest with a friend. Some of you said, I have a friend. <laughs> but there's also some of you in this room who are saying, I wouldn't be honest. There's not a person on this planet that I trust enough to take off the mask and tell them what I really think and show them who I really, are, who I really am. Why? Because we, we put ourselves together and present ourselves as having everything together. But you need somebody in your life that you can share your true self with your thoughts and your feelings and your pains, things you've struggled with, the things you've carried around. Why? It's easier for us to get up and do things together. It's easier, it's easier for us to go where God wants us to be together than alone. And I can, I, it, 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 across the board it works. This week, my, uh, my kids and I, we have, uh, our, we have our family plan to go to the gym. And this week they said, hey, dad, it's time to go to the gym. We, we, we plan for this. Are, are you ready? And I wanted to say, uh, not tonight. I don't, I don't want to go tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to go tonight, guys. That's what I wanted to say. But both of them were looking at me. Are we going? You said we were going. <laughs> and so, of course, what did I do? All right, let's go. So that's kind of the same way as our faith works, our journey of faith, the, the fake faith walk that we have with God. Sometimes it's easy just to say, nah, I won't do it this week. Nah, I'm not going to read my Bible this week. I'm not going to pray this time. You know, I'm kind of, I got some other things happening. But when you have a commitment to a, uh, somebody who's going with you, going the same direction with you, and they say, hey, let's go, it's, it's so much easier to go together. And here's what happens for those of you who are thinking, so small groups, are they about to start in a couple of weeks? First week of February, first weekend of February, we kick off small groups and there'll be all kinds of things happening around the city. Some of those small groups are deeper. Some of them are, uh, are just you having coffee with people. Some of them are at other activities, working out or walking or lots of stuff to do. But ultimately, our hope is that in that small group, I, I promise you, it only takes three, four, five weeks maybe, where you feel isolated and alone. All of a sudden, you, you come to a group you start meeting with people. That's why I say it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's drinking coffee or studying the Bible or working out. Spend some time talking, discussing the sermon from Sunday, and then 
after three or four weeks, you go from, uh, I can't share what is in my heart with these people because then they wouldn't love me. After four, five, six weeks, you realize these people are way worse than me. I could tell them anything. They wouldn't care because, guys, we all have problems. We all have issues. We all have things that are hurtful and painful that we've carried around, things that have happened to us. Get this, things we've done that we're not, that we're not proud of, things that we're ashamed of. But we have to get to a point where we can show somebody. You don't have to tell everybody your mess, but you got to show somebody. Otherwise, you're stuck in it. You got to get out of it. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Listen, God is faithful to forgive us when we confess our sins to Him. Forgiveness, just like that. He loves us so much, He'll forgive us. But we can walk around forgiven, but not healed. You can still carry that thing in your pocket and pull it out, and it hurts as much or more than the day it happened. But the moment you begin to put some light on that thing and show someone else, and they begin to stand with you, and, and they begin to pray with you, God brings healing into that. It's amazing what He will do if we'll step out. So if I want to go fast, I'll go alone. But if I want to go far, I'll go with others. If you want to go the distance, if I want to, hey, if I want to go to the gym and sign up and then quit after a few weeks, then I'll go alone. <laughs> but if I want to go and keep going and go the distance and stay there and keep going, I'll go with others. I'll go with somebody. Number three, it's time to get in tune with my purpose and my passions. It's my experience that most Christians, most people across the board, but even Christians, they don't have a clue what they're made for. They don't have a clue what their purpose and their passion is. Usually it comes to a conversation about if I ask someone, what is your purpose in life? They'll just come, well, I like to do this. And, you know, uh, I think I do this and who knows? I'm good at singing. Like it gets those. But God has built in you and made you for a purpose. And finding that purpose is so important. Some of you have been pursuing purposes. You've been pursuing passion, but you're unfulfilled because it's not the purpose and the passion that he put in you. You just found one. That's like people who, they, they start a job and all of a sudden they have all new friends. You just start doing whatever they're doing. You're just floating around life because this is, oh, this is where I was. I met this person in 19-whatever. Have you ever considered that God has a purpose for you? And if you'll find it, it's not hard to find if you'll look for it. That's, that's the beauty of it. Watch this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 3 says, If anyone thinks there's something when they are not, this, you, maybe you've never looked at this scripture this way before. If anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. Like, I throw myself into something, but that's not what God made me for. I'm deceiving myself. That's not what I was made for. Sure, we can, do, we can pick up anything and try to fill that space, but we, we remain unfulfilled. It says each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone. That's the good kind of pride where I can feel fulfilled like this. That's why the Dream Team shirts say, I was made for this. Let's do this. Because once you find that thing, you can go after it, and that thing might not look like what you think it looks like. But I can tell you that 
This year we have lots of programming that is specifically built so that you can step into that purpose, that you can find who God made you to be and start living it out, whether it's small groups and getting into growth track and the dream team and going to uh, men's meetups and women's meetings and conferences and all of those things that help point us all to, hey, this is where we're going. In other words, beep, beep, let's go. So don't go through life, grow through life. We're going to another level this year. What does that look like for you? What does your next level look like? What does it look like for you to go deeper in God than you've ever been? What does it look like for you to develop that leadership that's in you? You might not even consider yourself a leader. But most people, you are made to lead someone. Number four, my final, my final point today, it's time to get on doing something greater than myself. What does that mean? That means that there, there's that purpose. Sometimes we can know what the purpose is. We're just not doing it. Sometimes we can know what the, the purpose is and we, we had it all perfectly gift wrapped and we may even have spent a lot of time on it. But then at some point we just took it and set it up on the shelf and, you know, whenever I get back to it, I'll, I'll, whenever I have time, I'll, I'll spend, spend my life doing that. I know it's the right thing and maybe God's put that passion in you. It's the most fulfilling thing that your life could do. But now stepping into it, making a difference in someone's life, stepping into that purpose and actually fulfilling. Then, when I'm living that purpose, when I'm being used the way that God designed me to be used, whenever I'm saying and going and using my hands, and all of a sudden, I'm more fulfilled than anything else can ever give me. Ephesians 2.10 says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he's gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. And I, I'll be the first one to admit that sometimes when it, when it comes to joining the dream team, I say, hey, join the dream team, you'll love it. And we just kind of throw it out there like, like it's just that easy. I'm telling you, the dream team is work. It's hard work. There are people who set up every single Sunday show up at 7 a.m., help unload the trailer, put lights and screens and projector and computers and cables and set, setting up all the equipment that you see. Down the hall, tables and screens and children's department, all of those things. During the week, it's hard work. But here's the deal. Working with God and working in, it says, the good work that he has gotten ready for us to do, to join him in the work he does, right? That's more fulfilling than anything else you could find to do. When you actually start doing that, it's so amazing. So write this down. If I dedicate my life to something greater than myself, God will fill my life with passion and adventure. I'm a living testament to that. I never would have picked. In fact, when God put it on my heart and just like gave us this, this image of... Uh, a, a brand new church, what that would look like. I was so nervous and scared and thrilled and I never would have picked it. I resisted for the first, I didn't even tell Angela for like six days. I kept praying, God, there's got to be something else you could do. Like, <laughs> got any other dreams out there? You got any other other plans that might, <laughs> we could put this one off for a little while? I was happy. I had to pray for a little while, get myself together. And then I said, hey, Ange, this is, 
This is what I feel like God's speaking to me. This is what I feel like we're supposed to do. You know what her response was? Mm-mm. <laughs> it took her another week. It took us a little while to come around to, but after we finally resolved to do it, it's like tumblers in a lock that all just got in the same direction and boom. It's like this door opened that our lives were like instantly. I could tell you all the bad stuff that happened, all the good things that happened, but I, I was never more thrilled in trusting God and seeing what he could do. But the thing is, you got to be willing to step out into it. you got to be willing to take that step and take your eyes off the past. Remember, he said, there's no time to look backwards. The kingdom of heaven is going. The kingdom of heaven is near. Last thing I want you to write down is this. I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I am and change the ending. So some of us get stuck in yesterday and we get stuck in just can't get past that moment I want to pray for you today and I want to believe that God can work in your life and he can he can begin to move things the way that you want them and he wants them to be let's pray dear heavenly father I I just ask you right now to touch every single person in this room those who are watching online we ask you to just by your holy spirit God would you just touch their lives Help them to find healing. Help them to, to, to step out of the past and into the future that we can become the best version of us. The, the, the image that you, you said that you, you want to build us in the image of Christ. And you can make us more like you. To let go of the old us and be that new creation. I ask you to touch those who are grieving, those who are struggling, those who are in pain right now, God, from either 2019 or the things that, have, that they've picked up across the years. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing a new thing in their life, that you're bringing forgiveness and healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we move on and before I ask the, the worship team to join me and close, I, I would like to give you an opportunity to take that step. Salvation is a free gift. It's a, that new life is a, is a free gift that God gives us. And we just have to say, okay, I'll take it. That's the scripture says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is near. It's not far off. And yet we feel far away from God. If that's you today, and you want to take that step and you want to say that prayer, I, I'm not going to call you forward or ask you to stand up, but I want you to say a prayer with me. Because in that prayer, in that moment, in that decision where you say, God, my life is yours. He comes in and he brings new life. He brings the wind in our sails. He brings his spirit to refresh us. He meets us right where we are. So I'd like to say that prayer together. So would you just bow your head right where you are? Every head bowed, every, every eye closed, nobody looking around. And if that's you today, and you're ready to, to say that prayer, you're ready to surrender your life to God, I want you to say that prayer with me. And on the count of three, I want you to just not stand up or come forward. I just want you to, while no one's looking, no one's looking at you, no one's looking around, I just want you to raise your hand up and be bold enough to say yes I want to be included in that prayer when I count to three. If that's you and you're ready to let 
this be the first day that 2020 will not be the same as 2019. If that's you, on the count of three, one, two, three. Just raise your hand up and be bold. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe you want to recommit your life to God. Hands up all over the place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Would you say this prayer with me? Every voice out loud so no one's praying alone. Would you lift up your voices and say this prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, today I give my life to you. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. The past is gone. And tomorrow is a new day. Come into my life. Be my Lord. And save me. And I'll follow you the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast this week. We would love to meet you sometime. You can get all the details at www.relatecommunity.com. Pastor Sean and I are praying for you and we're speaking life over you. And we know that your best days are ahead. See you soon.